like the rest of you, we're trying to make sense of this crazy thing that we call life. I'm RJ. I'm Khalil. And welcome to Try Not to Overthink It. Every day we find ourselves discussing many different topics ranging from trending news to the state of our society as a whole. You name it, we probably talked about it. After many heated debates, we decided to expand our conversations and give them to you from a therapist as well as social worker's point of view. If this is your first time here, we'd like to thank you for checking us out. We hope that you'll stay and become part of the tribe and as well as participate in the conversations. So today, what we are talking about is intimacy. Um, a lot of people think that intimacy is just the physical part. Um, it is, it is, it is one, it is one of the parts, physical, the physical intimacy, um, is one of the parts, but is not the only part. Like for many of us, the concept of being intimate is synonymous with just having sex. Um, this is not a hundred percent correct. That is, that is a misnomer. That is uh, alternative facts and misinformation. Um, when in reality, sex is only one part of one of the many, 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 many parts of being intimate with somebody. So who wants to start us off today? Oh, I mean, I think we should dive into what is intimacy. Okay. Um, because I think we all have a grasp on what sex is, unless we yeah we need to deep dive in that thing. Um, <laughs> pun intended. Pun intended. Y'all know this. Well, Roger, you know this is my subject. I love this subject. But I think intimacy is um, an in-depth or a deep connection with a person's inner self, their mind, body, spirit, and um, physical being. It transcends the, I guess, persona that is presented to the world. And it is the invitation into someone's inner understanding of who they are and their core values and the way they see the world. Simply put, it is the most sacred space that a person can invite another person to be a part of outside of the physical. So um, your thoughts, feelings, emotions are all intimate spaces. Yeah, I mean, because for so for most of us, and I've talked about this in the relationship episodes that we had. Um, in order to cultivate and have a foundation for any relationship, there has to be the cultivation of intimacy first. Um, cause I mean, yeah, you know, most of us, you know, we, you know, we try to get to the physical part of the intimacy. I mean, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Um, but it's very important that outside of just the physical, you know, you have the other pieces in place too, because when you're, when you're done being physical, what else do you have? Um, like Unique pointed out, you know, the emotional intimacy, being able to um, have a sense of closeness with your partner and being a, your partner to feel, you know, sympathy and empathy. And it goes both ways for both of you where you have closeness, they have a closeness. And in like when Unique pointed out in the episodes about, you know, why mental health mattering, you know, being able to sit in a space with someone, you know, just being able to be there for them in that time, in that moment. Um, in that minute, in that second, you know, to just have that closeness, you know, then you have your mental empathy, your mental intimacy, where you're cr creating a deeper understanding of you and your partner's minds, where you guys understand why each other think the way that you think. You learn your partner and you learn what they're going to do before they even do it. Yeah. Um, 
you have your spiritual intimacy, which is where, you know, you're revealing your spirituality to your partner and listening to them. And then also being open to their disclosures as well as, you know, th their spirituality and not being judgmental, being open and being honest about that. Um, that's a big one for me um, because I feel like if we can't worship together, I feel like other parts of our relationship are not going to work either. Um, exactly. Um, and then you have your, of course, your physical intimacy. Um, that's everyone's favorite. Um, but it's more than just laying up and having sex with somebody. It's, you know, being able to hug somebody, being able to console them physically, being able to, you know, cuddle, be able to hold hands, being able to just be in each other's space and be able to just be around each other physically you know, and not get on each other's nerves and not be at each other's necks. And then you have the last one, which is experiential uh, intimacy. And that's where you guys, you know, life experiences together. You guys make memories together. You guys make new routines together. You guys go out and go do things together, adventure together. Like there's so many different facets of being intimate. But in today's society, we talk about the physical intimacy. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. That as intimacy. Yeah, we do. We we think that's the only form of intimacy, and 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 that is completely false. I mean, as a guy, I can tell you, uh, you know, is it is it is the physical part, you know, the sex important to me as an individual? It absolutely is. Time um, out. Right, Time right. out. Where's my flag? Sex is important to everybody. To everybody. Yeah. Right. Men, women, non-identity, non-gender conforming. Right. Everybody loves and needs sex. Yeah, right. but a lot of people, they, you know. The base needs. Yeah, the base needs. But, I mean, the thing mm -hmm. about it, though, is most people are not willing to be honest about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, like I, I, I wanted to I wanted to go into some of those statistics, RJ. Um, mm -hmm. I'm glad that you threw that in the mix. You threw that ball out there, right? Because <laughs> some of the statistics, like I, I wanted to bring up one from um, uh, the National Library of Medicine. Uh, from 2014, uh, infidelity or extramarital affairs made up 59.6% of the mm -hmm. reasons why uh, couples divorced out of one of their um, studies they did in 2014. And they had over um, 88 uh, couples uh, who divorced um, actually be a part of this study. Um, substance abuse was at 34%. Domestic violence was at uh, 20 3% financial problems was at 36%. Um, there was a lot of other things that um, popped up as well, but being the larger um, and lack of commitment was one of the uh, high ones as well uh, when it came to, but being the larger one, when it came to couples, it was up to 88%. I'm sorry, individuals, it was up to 59%, but couples, it was up to 88%, 88.8, which is almost close to 90% of the mm -hmm. couples that divorced were claiming mm -hmm. that it was about sex and having sex and outside the relationship. Um, and that just shows you. Statistics that intimacy was, if we put intimacy on there, when you're having financial trouble and you're right. being domestically, it's domestic violence is there, infidelity, communication issues. Those are the baseline are intimacy issues. Yes. I don't feel safe enough to invite you into my space to have this dialogue with you. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, right. it's easy for me to be like, wow, oh, this is my money. It's easy yes. for you to, you know, create an unsafe 
space for someone physically or mentally or emotionally through domestic violence. It becomes easier to cheat or, you know, to have sex with someone else because I'm disconnected from my spouse in a way that I sign up to be connected to them. Right. Exactly. Literally. You sign up to say, hey, would you like to be in this emotional uh, space with me for the rest of your life? Right. Um, and you guys brought it up earlier, uh, Unique, both yourself and RJ talked about like the four types of intimacy, the emotional, the physical, the mental, the spiritual. And I think we take for granted that in a relationship, when just one of those things are missing, it seems like Unique was talking about like holistically, everything goes down, down the um, toilet. Everything sure. starts to, to start to break down. Right. So those are things that I believe that people do miss that they miss that like i might have a mental connection with someone i might have a um a a more spiritual connection with someone where we worship the same way i might have um you know one of those connections that's just physical because everybody's had one of those relationships where you're physically attracted um or you like to do the same things where i'm a christian i've never had you never had that right (laughs) (laughs) and married Oh no. man! <laughs> well, look, and, and I'm also going to say there's also people who um, we we've had more of an emotional connection, um, mm-hmm. but rarely do I think about working on all four with one person until I got my most uh, recent relationship with my fiance because we were on and off, and, and we went to therapy to try to fix those things because all four weren't on the same level spiritually. We love to worship together. Um, we mm-hmm. have a lot of interest. We like to go hiking. We go exercising together. We did all those things, but then there was some other mental disconnect. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and all those things affected us. And then when we went to therapy, we were able to kind of, um, just get uh, some more congruency and, and get on mm-hmm. the same level. Uh, but it took us to be able to be honest, like Unique said, and speak about some of the things that were lacking. You know, you got to be able to talk about that to someone. And that's a difficult thing in our society to because really intimacy, that closeness, that level of opening up with someone and, and, and being vulnerable, like uh, Brene Brown always talks about. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. we don't do that, especially yeah. in the yeah. African-American community. It's very difficult to let somebody know where my weakness is. Mm-hmm. But I think that's important when you're talking about um having sex with someone because as adults that's what we do when you're talking about having sex with someone you want that to be a safe space to let someone know these are the things that hurt me these are my soft spots and as Roger always says these are my no-no areas yep if I don't know your no-no areas it could throw off the whole mood right, right. I mean before I was sanctified, I'd heard stories of, you know, people not sharing their no-no areas and it's on the whole mood off. Right. Right. They'd be ready for the mood. All things are, the fire is going. And then before you know it, the fire is out because somebody then said something or then mm-hmm. brought up a topic and mm-hmm. put your clothes back on and go yeah, you gotta, so, you know, we're going to you- try this again. Yeah, ain't waiting well, no trying trying it again. It's, 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 it's right. Right. I don't want it. I'm not interested. But I think if like Khalil, you were saying, if we go ahead and 
start to set the stage, what I like to tell my clients is invite people into that emotional space. Create an environment that is welcoming or you're inviting someone into a welcoming space that says, okay, this is how I see the world. This is how I understand life to be. And I'm inviting you in this space not to change it, not to fix anything, but to just experience it the way that I do. When I do that for you on that emotional and spiritual level, oh, sex is definitely probably going to happen. Right. For sure. For sure. And I mean, and when it does happen, it's a different, it, there's a, it's, it's on a different level than when you're just out here doing something with some random person mm-hmm. or somebody right. you don't have a connection with, you know, because mm-hmm. again, the passion and the fire, it's like throwing rocket fuel on a bonfire. Like it's going at that point. It's, it's so right. so it, for me, you know, I always look at things going in sequential order. And the reason, you know, I look at things as always going in sequential order is because for me, I have the propensity to do things just helter skelter and haphazard. And having, having, you know, fallen and bumped my head quite a few times, as my dad likes to call it, and being part of the can't get right proof, I had to, I had, I I had to break that cycle and start looking at things like things have to be done in order. And by doing things in an order, you kind of start to be able to avoid certain pitfalls and certain traps that you hadn't previously. Mm. So for me, when I'm engaging with somebody and I talked about this in a relationship episode, everybody don't deserve to sit at my table. You know, now you now you do have to be able to go through the wrong ones to find the right ones. But for most of us, what we tend to end up doing is we tend to give everybody the opportunity. And in giving everybody the opportunity, it gets to the point to where for some of us, we become jaded because we share ourselves with people and then they burn right. us and, and then, then we share us. ourselves with people and then they burn us. And it just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating and we never get anywhere. So then we go into a, we go into a situation where the person is coming in. They haven't done anything to you. And because you're so jaded and you're so sharp because people have burned you so many times, you miss out on on, on a blessing because you're bringing stuff from your past into your present. And so for me, I've always, I, what I had to start doing was every situation was a brand new situation. Right. You know, I can't blame somebody of the present for the, for, for what somebody did in my past, but also I had to, at the same time, hold myself accountable and recognize I did these things in my past. So if I don't want these certain outcomes, I have to kind of start making uh, smarter decisions and move differently in order to get a different outcome. So, mm-hmm. In sitting down and getting and, and having those conversations with myself, not, not literally, but figuratively, I have those conversations with myself, you know, starting to understand that, you know, jumping straight into the physical or, you know, she cute, I'm cute. We in each other's space now. We're in each other's face. We're sharing time together. But after the physical, what do we have? Nothing. Right. We have nothing because again, we, you know, for me, big part of, of my life is, you know, the spiritual intimacy. Can we can we can we read the Bible together? Can we pray together? Can we go to you know church together? Can we go to Bible study together? We can't do those things. I'm sorry, but other parts of me ain't gonna work. You know, right. being able to talk to somebody, you know, because there as a therapist, there are days where you know it has been you know hell in a handbasket, and I want to be able to come home and be able to just talk to somebody and be able to share with them what my day was like, mm-hmm. you know, and not have to wage combat outside my house and come in my house and there's combat. Shoot, right. to know that they've even covered you at, while you're at work. That's what I'm saying. I, I need some covering. 
Pray for pray for what's going pray on. Pray for me. Mm-hmm. You, your mind is right. Just to hear what happened to my day. Right. Right. I, I I think I used to talk about this a lot, but I think that when you only have sex, and I've heard it said, well, it's sex is just sex. It's it's just that it's not a dance. You know, sex creates sex without intimacy in the forefront creates a false sense of intimacy because. Right. Many of us have had sex with somebody and then you feel like, no, I really know them. And then see something that comes off and you're like, I ain't know nothing about this person. What you mean? You like this? How are you you starting to treat me weird? I feel like you're acting different. No, they're not acting different. They're acting the way that they always were. But because you did things out of order, you didn't, you know, you put the the cart before the horse. Now you pulling the cart you can't even carry. And you have to think. I'm a, I'm a backtrack. I'm gonna get out of this situation. And I mean, I, I don't want to turn this into a God thing because I love the Lord too. But for some people, for the non-Christian believers, scientifically speaking, how the brain works, um, the, the way the body was designed, especially for women, you do have to have that psychological component where you are engaging the mind before the vagina juices even start flowing. And if that's a right. little too graphic, that's just how it works. You know, right. it, it, it starts off with a text, a touch, a compliment, um, engaging the things that don't even require any touch at all. Yeah, right? well, that's because you got, that's because you guys are, are, are wired differently than us. Right. That's because you guys are wired differently. Like you guys are stimulated mentally and emotionally, whereas mm-hmm. us as men, we're stimulated physically. That's why certain professions are never going. They they ain't never going out of style. They ain't never gonna be illegal. They ain't never go. They ain't never phasing out because yeah, we got visual. we got to see what we got to see what that thing look. We got to see what right. it's like. So right. it, it becomes a situation where for because you guys are built differently than us, mm-hmm. you guys require you know you guys require different things than we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know for us it's being able to know know that you know. As, as my partner, if we're in a relationship together and or we're getting to know each other, we're dating, you know, as my partner, there's going to be things that I'm expecting from you without you, without you, without me even saying them. Right. And then we, we tend to also uh, exhibit those behaviors as well. So, like, for me, if we're together, I'll ask you, did you eat today? Mm-hmm. The reason I'm asking you, you know, did you eat today? Because physically, I got to make sure that you're good. Right. You know, whereas mentally, emotionally, that may not necessarily be be the thing that I'm going to that I'm going to check for. But are you safe? Did you eat today? Are you physically all right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like those are going to be things that as the man, those are things that we're checking for. Because I remember like I, I, I dated this one, this one lady, this one young lady, and she would work all day and not eat. I would get to the point to where, you know, hey, we're going to get something to eat because I know she'd eat all day. Mm-hmm. You know, I would ask her, you know did you eat? And then after a while I stopped asking because I knew she didn't eat. So because for me, you know, mentally, emotionally, and physically, we were tapped in. I knew that she didn't eat. So we would, you know, I would either send her some money to go get something to eat or I made sure she ate because Mm -hmm. again, she would be checking for everybody else, not check Mm -hmm. for herself. Mm -hmm. And so as a man, you know, connected with her on a different level. Right. Right. Where you, where you're doing this for you. She says, okay, he's intentional. So you've tapped into her. Mental and emotional. Mm-hmm. He cares about me. That's what I, that I, says. She right. ready to bust it wide open. Right. That's what that says to her. He, he takes me. I am right. seen. I am understood. Mm-hmm. 
this man asked if I ate today. Right. You know, it, so when you can't have one without the other, there's no such thing as just sex. Well, you know, I, mean, I know there, it's before, but there's no such thing as just sex. Well, there's people who've been able to compartmentalize that mm-hmm. this part of sex is physical and it, it doesn't have to bridge over into the emotional. They've actually Not tried to. I'm arguing. I, no, I'm, no, I'm no, arguing. no, I'm saying it's a defense mechanism for some people. I'm not saying that uh, that they're not delusional, but there's people who try Very to operate delusional. like that. Very. No, they Very try delusional. to operate like that. But we all know that your brain and the hippocampus, once I, once I have this sex with you, right, and that dopamine's released, mm-hmm. And the, my receptors are picking it up and it's been a good experience for me. And, and um, my uh, uh, amygdala remembers that good experience. I'm going to want to do it again and again. again and and again. yes, there is some sort of connection that's formed. Right. Mm-hmm. But the way people are, because they have that defense me- mechanism, what I'm saying scientifically, they're trying to compartmentalize. This is only this. It's just a physical interaction, but like you always like a saying, high five, like, yes. like a high five. But what? Or like doing a lot of coke. Right. I haven't done a lot of coke, but I'm pretty sure if I did, my brain would remember the high. Like, the oh, high. I'm doing that again. I'm doing that again and again. It's just and like it's the just same like way I did it the last time. Right. So I mean, people lie when they say, "Oh, well, nah, that was just a physical thing." No, your brain still equates that with a good experience all right exactly and other feelings that will get involved especially if people are doing what rj's doing if that's the only man that's ever checked to see if i was hungry that's only that's mm-hmm. ever checked to see if i was okay that actually checked into me i am going to start to have some feelings that translate especially if the woman hasn't gotten that before um it, that yeah. will translate into something that i believe is deeper even if it is something that maybe in your mind might only be physical. So that's what I'm saying. There is always that crossover, even when people say it's just physical, there's usually that crossover. I think that people do try to compartmentalize the different levels of intimacy because they're trying to make an excuse for bad, you know, miss, you know, bad behavior. We'll, we'll call it that bad behavior. And I mean, the, the, the thing about it though, is like, when you are sitting here trying to have one without the other and you're purposively doing that, right? you know, that that's a telling sign that something inside of you is broken and not working appropriately. Right. Like something is missing. It's like a puzzle and it's missing some pieces from the puzzle because at the end of the day, and I said this in previous episodes, the most precious gift that you can give to somebody is yourself. Like you mm-hmm. got to think of yourself as the, like the, the NBA championship, you know, the, the NFL championship, like you got to, th- everybody don't get this. This isn't a participation ribbon. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody doesn't get to experience and sit at my table and hear my story. So when, when we are just jumping, just jumping around in regards to relationship situationships, whatever we're doing without really putting forth the serious thought processes in the damage that we're causing to ourselves, because you're causing damage to yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, Physically, you're causing damage to yourself and to and and to this other person because we're not doing things in the right sequential order. And I'm not saying that, you're you know, exactly you're confusing your brain. It's, right. It's it's really confusing to your emotional regulators because I'm telling myself I'm not supposed to feel a deep connection with someone 
but I'm doing things with the intent of that that leads to deeper emotional connection. I'm a hugger. I love hugging. It's my thing. Everybody's not gonna get the same type of hug. Some people just gonna get that little one arm side hug, hug, a little side hug, a little pat pat. And then if I really vibe with you, I'm pulling you in. That's an intimate thing for me. Hmm. But it's different levels. So the harder I hug you, the more I'm I'm hoping to establish that connection. And I think a lot of times with sex, we want it to be physical because of our carnal needs. It's just like Mm -hmm. we want it to be something as simple as that. But unfortunately, that's one basic need that, well, like all of our basic needs, they meet something else. And sex meets a different thing. It it wasn't just designed for procreation. It wasn't just designed to feel good. Yes, all of those things come of that. But it is the culmination of inviting someone into that and in, that deep intimate space. And when I open myself up to someone sexually, that was me saying, you know what, I want to explore what we already established. And if you've not established anything, now you've established confusion. You've initiated confusion. Right. And, and you have to go back and undo all of that. So now I'm trying uh-huh. to figure out, well, what do you really like? What are you into? What is your emotional sense? How do you see the world? And if you have a cognitive dissonance, because right. my brain says, I like this, that this was what's right for me. But your actions now, after the fact, are saying, but this is there, there's some some uh fighting between what I what I want and what I know to be true. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, I'll be honest, I had a I had a situation ship and it was like that. Um what the eye saw was great. It was spectacular. Um, so what I saw led to right. us engaging in things that was like, okay, I see you, see me, see me, see mm-hmm. you. And so we did the do. And I realized after several times, I think like, I really like this person like that. Right. But I like how I felt in the, in the, mo- in the moment. In the moment. But I promise you, and girls, y'all, y'all put in there. He opened up his mouth, and I was just like, "Oh God, see the mental." Go there was home. a mental disconnect, right? To go home. Yeah. And I, I, I felt like it was a blockage. Like I couldn't, I didn't feel like talking to him about my day. Simple things, and we'd, we'd gone to church, or I, we'd seen each other at church before, and it was just like it's, it's just not something working there. And at one point, I said, "You know, this is just not for me anymore." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Wait, what?" What do you mean it's not for you? What happened? I was just like, I'm not getting what I need from this you're not, situation. You're, you're, not, you're not being fed. Right. Yeah, I'm not getting what I need. I'm being satisfied, but I'm not being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, right? right. Mm-hmm. If you eat chips, your hunger will be satisfied, but you won't be edified. Yeah. Right? right. There's no nutritional value in eating a bag of chips. Right. None. It'll satisfy your hunger. Yeah. It'll curb it. Having, For a moment. It. Having sex without intimacy will satisfy you. I think we could all agree on that. It will satisfy you, but it will not be edifying nor fulfilling in the long run because you'll be coming right. back looking for something that that could never give you because intimacy, sex without intimacy, literally, is just confusion. Right. I mean, it's confusion and it's just... It's it's just chaos, because um, I mean, 
you know, like we talked, you know, we, we've had, we had this conversation before in regards to unmet needs, right. you know, mm-hmm. like when Khalil was explaining like the percentages of divorce due to infidelity, how do you think that happened? Because yeah. there were unmet needs that were, that were occurring. I'm not, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that from a standpoint of justifying somebody stepping outside your marriage because you, you took vows in front of God, in front of your family, in front of your friends. Woo, right. You know, you know, I couldn't do that. But at the same time, if I'm hungry and ain't no food here, I'm gonna get up and go find some food somewhere else. Right. If I got to go to the bathroom and this bathroom here is filthy or there's no bathroom here, I'm gonna get up and go somewhere else and go, go use the bathroom. So it's the same thing with string in a relationship if there are needs that are being unmet there's only so long i'm going to remain in this situation before i start straying up i start being distracted by shiny things over here right and Mm -hmm. and so so for a lot of us i think that you know like like unique like you said you know just being physical with somebody you know i'm hungry i got a hunger i got i got i got a drive there you know you know i like what she i like how she looked so i'm about to go holla shoot my shot, hopefully it goes in, swish, and, you know, see where it goes. But see where, when when you get to the point where you're asking, what are we doing? That's where you know you done messed up at. Right, right. That shouldn't, right. Just that comment like, alone. Just that comment I, alone. Right. I've, I've, I've had, I've, you know, ladies that I've dated ask me, what are we doing? You know, right. what exactly are we doing? If If you're having to ask me what we're doing, it, I mean, we just wasting each other's time. We, exactly. Right. We're wasting each other's time. And so for me, you know, it's, it's imperative that, you know, you guys are sitting down from, and, and I talked about this in the very first episode, you have to outline, you can't change the rules of the game halfway through. And a lot of us try to do that where we come into the relationship on one, on one tip. And then as, as the situation keep as the game progresses and it keeps moving and it's going down the tracks, then we want to change it up and, and try to put a new flip on it. And it's like, you can't do that. You know, um, you, you just can't do that. And a lot of us don't outline what our expectations are from the very right, beginning. From the beginning. Because well, they that, don't know them. Right. But That's we true. about that. Not knowing your partner, not spending that time with the person, not being intentional about knowing and getting to knowing, getting to know that person intimately without sex getting mm-hmm. to know some of their likes and dislikes, getting to know their character, right? Because we, we we know that once sometimes when you actually get involved in a relationship and then you see some character defects start to come out, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, that person is not who I thought they were, right? Well, when you're, going on, when, when you're going on dates with people, if you're going on dates consistently and mm-hmm. regularly, there's only so it's no different than with our clients. There's only so long they can they can keep the they mask. Can mask it. Right. You know, right. you you have a like for me, I don't do no no surface level stuff when I'm talking to my clients who I have a I have a, an inkling that they're not taking their medications and being compliant with treatment. We're going to have a long protracted conversation because over that one hour session, hour and a half, two hours, the real you going to come out. It's going to come out together long enough. And right. so when you're going on dates with people and that's why, like, I'm a big proponent. You know, for especially for young ladies, you're you you're out here and you're trying to find that, you know, that person for you. Go right. on dates. Go on. Some Don't dates. just be he's cute. I'm cute. And I see you see me. And next, you know, we laying up together and then expecting him to be boyfriend material or husband material. That's not how that's going to work. The Netflix and chill don't work. See, y'all talking about getting to know the other person. I'm going to take it a step further. And I'll speak from the ladies perspective. Get to know you. Mm-hmm. Right. Know what you right. want before you can try to figure out how somebody else fits 
into your program. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was the biggest change for me when I was like, you know, I'm I'm ready to be married. And I all my single friends who we were all around the same age, they were like, You are really crazy. Like, how do you know? I was like, No, because I know what I, I, I know what I'm bringing. Mm-hmm. And so I know what's going to mesh well with that. If I'm going on a picnic and I'm bringing, for lack of the argument, fried chicken. Oh, man. Why you had to pick that? <laughs> well, because I'm vegan and I just think that that would be nice at a picnic. I mean, yeah, that, I could see that being picnic food. I've brought fried chicken on a picnic. Exactly. And when I did used to eat meat ages ago, you know, that cold fried chicken, it actually hits a little different. It was hitting, that hot it was fried chicken. Oh, man. So if somebody brings that to a picnic, I don't expect another person to talk about they're bringing lasagna. We're going on a picnic. Right, right. I don't want that. Bring something that coordinates. A potato salad. Right. You know? Um, maybe some doubled eggs. My vegan self, I'm going to bring some salad, a fruit salad. Right? These, these are coordinating right. dishes. Yeah. But I think a lot of times girls are like, I just, I want to go on a picnic. And they just take whatever's handed to them. Right. Right. I took you on a picnic. You, you just said a picnic. You ain't say nothing else. Well, you were supposed to know that I wanted all of those things. You were supposed to know that I'm vegan and gluten free and, you know, have a nut allergy. You were right. supposed to know that. Well, no, people, you gotta it, up front. They, they would know that if they took the time to get to know you. Cause then when you, when you know your partner, they don't even have to say anything. You can, they can, you can just execute because you know. know Yeah. Right. You gotta know you. you. Right. You you can come and notice things about me, but if I've not identified that these are my own issues or these are my things that are germane to just me, then I will believe anything you tell me about me. Right. I, I have to know, okay, this is how I operate. These are the things that I need to feel safe, healthy, and whole. This is what a safe or uh, uh, a, a safe emotional space looks like to me. Because right. before I can look for that in you, I have to know how to communicate that with you. I started writing a book, and in the book, I talk about um, how each of us has a purpose and a use for our usefulness. And so, in there, I talk about a screwdriver. When a screwdriver is made, the creator has a purpose for that screwdriver. If you are like me, I have used a screwdriver for a hammer at times. I know, right. don't laugh. But I have used it to bang in things because I didn't have a hammer. But that's not what the screwdriver that's was not the purpose. for. That's not the purpose of it. But if I use the screwdriver as it was intended with the purpose that was developed in mind, I am able 100% of the time to get the screwdriver to screw things in. Because I understood how that screwdriver works. When I understand how I work and how I operate, I am able to then use my owner's manual to communicate that with someone else so they can 100% understand how I operate each and every time. And so when you're looking to connect with me on a deeper level and intimacy, hey, I am a, my processing time is delayed. So I might experience an issue, but I'm not always going to be able to regurgitate my feelings in that moment. Now, if you come an hour or two later, 
when I've had time to actually process that, right. I'm able to communicate, hey, I really had a rough day at work today because I've had time to decompress. Right. I, I know that. No, I know I'm looking good, but I don't feel I don't feel my sexiest. So I might need to change my hairstyle, wear a different outfit or do something that makes me feel comfortable before I can engage with you. But that's me understanding me so that I can communicate that with you and we can have a shared space. And now mm -hmm. it does feel fulfilling. Now you offering me a meal doesn't feel like, well, who do you think he is? He's just trying to do something for me. And it actually is fulfilling and it actually gets the results that both of us need and want. Right. But that all started by you having that level of self-awareness, right? Um, yeah. I think we talked about it earlier. RJ hit the nail in the head, right? Um, there has to be an order of things, right? Um, yeah. You're talking to three uh, clinicians here. So, of course, we're talking about introspection, self-awareness, getting yeah. to know yourself and what you want. All right, then you can present that to your partner and then you get to know their needs and what they want. And then you can align and actually start to uh, figure out how you can come together as a unit, right? Now you're dating. Now yeah. you're dating. But the problem <laughs> is, I think people forget the word. I'm not going to get too um, um, religious because I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. And God is a God, not of disorder, but of order. All right. And, and an author of peace. Right. So mm -hmm. once we start following that order, we get a peace about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why I brought up earlier, because the woman I wanted to marry, I was having all sorts of problems because not knowing I, I knew myself to a point, but not being vulnerable enough to sit down with her and say, I need certain needs met. We weren't on the same page. But yet I'm telling this woman I want to marry her, but I haven't really given her all right, that 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 uh, that that intimacy. There was a lack of intimacy on my part. And I didn't really tell her my needs. I didn't convey those properly. I didn't explain to her what I thought was missing because I was having trouble knowing myself. And it, it takes a minute to get to there. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was gonna, no, I was going to ask you, Khalil, did you know how to communicate that to her in a and way that so, she would understand you? And so what? that's where I was going to next. I had to get counseling. Because there were so many different things that I was struggling with communicating to her because I wasn't used to doing that in a relationship. Um, mm -hmm. Remember, RJ, you said people expect you to do certain things, right? You can't expect someone to do things if you've never told them the things that you Ooh. need them to do, right? Because nobody but can read your mind. Nobody can read your mind. Nobody can read and, your mind. You, right. Well, <laughs> I thought they could. That, that's how I was oh, moving. Yeah. Nobody can do that. That's not realistic. You have to be able to communicate. We talked about that on the episode. Uh, uh, on that episode, we talked about men struggling with that problem, with communicating their feelings and emotions uh, a few episodes ago. So those are things that I had to struggle with. And knowing myself, I got better with it. But I had to go to a therapist. I had to get go to a counseling session with this young lady in order to say, hey, I love you and I don't want to lose you but I don't even know how to say that to you properly. Well, uh, for, for a lot of us, I think that what it boils down to is, you know, self-love, you know, because when you, when you love things and you, you cherish them and you respect them. So when you love yourself, you love yourself enough to want what's best for you. 
And so that's where, you know, like when we talk about the introspection and the insight, being able to recognize that this is this is a weakness of mine. Right. And if I want to be better, there are certain things that I have to be willing to do in order to stop making stop allowing this to be a weakness. Because when it comes to certain personality traits that we have, the only thing that's holding you back is you. Right. And, and, and for me, I'm one of those people. I'm a huge proponent of taking responsibility. Like for a lot of us, we'll blame everything else. Oh, my daddy wasn't, my daddy wasn't, wasn't around. My mama did this, that happened, the government this. And it's like, but what did that have to do with you making the choices you made? I, I, I say that to myself. I say that to, you know, my siblings, say that to my clients, my coworkers. Like at some point in time, we have to take responsibility and accountability for our actions. And so like for you, Khalil, like what you just explained, that was you taking accountability for your actions of, hey, I want to marry this young woman, but what I'm saying versus what I'm doing are not in alignment. Right. And because they're not in alignment, there are certain things that I have to do in order to get them in alignment. And in order for us to get from where hypothetically I want us to be and, and actually physically get us there. Now, there's work on both sides. There's always going to be work on both sides. There's going to be things that she's going to have to do. There's going to be things that you have to do. But again, if it's worth having, it's worth putting the work into to obtain it. Uh, one of the things that I think that's interesting is, you know, what Khalil was saying. Unfortunately, what we're talking about is countercultural, especially in black families. Right. And that's and absolutely I, true. When countercultural. I have wow. My black clients to come in, I, I start grassroots and I'm like, what I'm about to say is not something you have probably seen at home or in anybody in your family, but it is necessary in order for you to be healthy. Learning how to articulate how your thoughts and feelings is pivotal in healthy relationships. In our, in most black families, we react rather than respond. We react based off of something that someone did. And so without thought, we do something else. So then we, we we later have to learn to come back and say, oh, I'm sorry for, or I only did this because of, or this affected me here. Like you were talking, RJ, how, well, you blame me. The blaming comes in because I've reacted. So now I have to blame someone for my reaction, as right. opposed to me making a conscious decision. Like you said, Khalil, hey, a conscious decision looks at the part we play. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're, they're, this, ain't, this ain't moving how I wanted to move. What what what's my part in this? Like where where did I get the, the what did I cause this to, to stop or this behavior to come to me? Okay, if it's not me, I have a choice now. I can stay in it, right? And now now my mind is going to take over and do what it does to make me feel nice. But you know, homeostasis is a real thing. I'm going to feel right. good, or I can do something that says I don't like this. Let me do something different. And I think a lot of times in our families, we weren't always taught that we had options to do something different. Different, right. That's right. Stick and stay. You know, we don't give up on family. Um, You, everybody, you don't always get to have a say. So do as I say, not as I do. Right. Um, Who you think you talking to? You, You don't, you're not afforded an opinion in this space. We right. were taught those things. And so then we get mm-hmm. into a relationship and we're like, 
oh, let me let me tell you how I feel about something. Wait, what? I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to tell you how I feel because I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I don't even know how I feel. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. I had a conversation with my eight year old today, and she, I made her a bracelet. The bracelet got broken because she wasn't listening, and so her bracelet got broken. And I wanted to talk to her about, she makes jewelry. I was like, you're not, you've not made any bracelets lately. And she said, you know, mommy, I, I just want to stop. And I knew she was about to say something I absolutely did not want to hear. I said, what, what is it? And she's like, you know, you keep saying the word bracelet and it's just, it hurt, it's hurting my heart because I just broke my bracelet yesterday and I don't want to keep talking about it. And so I said, Okay. She said, Are you mad? I was like, I'm not mad. I don't agree with it, but I respect your decision. I said, Do you understand what that means? She said, It means you don't really understand why I feel that way, but you're just not going to talk about it. I said, No, it means I do understand why you feel that way. I still want to talk about it, but that's something that's hurtful to you. So I'm respecting you by not continuing to do something that hurts. And so at I'm teaching her to be able to have a conversation down the mm-hmm. line with right. her spouse to be able to say, hey, I'm not feeling this. Right. And this is the part that I play in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm asking right now, can we just table this mm-hmm. for a time that doesn't feel as difficult for me? And allowing her spouse to be able to say, you know, hey, I didn't see it from that way. Hey, you're right. Because I love, respect, and care for you, I'll table it. And my feelings don't have to be involved. Yeah. She's not responsible for my feelings. She won't be responsible for her spouse's feelings. And neither will her spouse be responsible for her feelings. She's responsible for that. But it is her responsibility to, to communicate that. And I think Khalil, that was beautiful to hear, you know, a black man saying, I had to take onus and ownership that I wasn't communicating it in a way that it could be received. Mm-hmm. And I was getting mad that she wasn't picking up what I was putting down. Well, because you wasn't putting it down in a way that she understood. Y'all were speaking two different languages. Well, I, I never sat down and expressed mm. what was going on inside of me. I left. I moved out. I said, I'm not even going to spend the time to do this. And we were fighting. We were going back and forth. There was all sorts of stuff. Um, I, I, um, I started talking to another uh, young lady. That that's how I was taught to deal with things at a young age. When something is difficult, you either mm. uh, 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 leave it, you know, te- tear it down and rebuild somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. And I wasn't like, you know, growing up, I grew up in a house of females. Um, mm. I lived with my uncle only for a short period of time. He was the only male I ever saw have any type of successful marriage. And he was a man of few words. He still is. <laughs> I spent time with him recently. You, you only way you know what my uncle is, is going through is if he give you that look, like you better mm-hmm. stop with your foolishness. There was the expressions, the, the ability to communicate was never something I saw males do in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so learning to do that for me, I thought I was soft if I'm sitting there talking about, man, that, that hurt my feelings. Nobody ever told me. My, I remember my sister being like, when I was 12 or 13, she'd be like, boy, you better not cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Punk shit. You know, excuse my language. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is I had to really go through 
um, some some uh, growth maturity uh, in my adulthood on a completely different level, emotional maturity, because I didn't know how to handle these type of emotions. So I never sat down with the young lady and said, I feel inferior or I feel insecure or I am scared. I never had those communications with women, period. Why would I tell a woman that I'm scared or I feel inferior or I feel insecure or anything like that? Because I was never taught to do that. So it, it was me starting from ground zero and the therapist, um, I was blessed to have a black clinician who did our counseling um, sit down and be like, that's not normal for African-Americans. Yes. Yes. And I felt yes. as if like, oh, my gosh, he's right. I never saw that growing up, yeah. uh, which is a deficit. It put me at a deficit emotionally. Yeah. 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 I, I was on Instagram yesterday and this I was scrolling. And this lady was talking about how she almost broke up with her husband when they first when they first started dating. And so she what she explained was that she attributed relationships to being like a telenovela uh, where oh, they're they're yelling and they're passionate and they're slamming doors and getting each other's faces. And she 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 was like he she was like she she wasn't she thought that's how relationships were. So for right. him, he was much more grounded um, if 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 we're arguing. He wants to sit down and talk about things. He wants to be able to process things. He, he doesn't want to go to bed, you know, go to bed upset at each other. You know, he wants to, you know, apologize if apologies are necessary. And she, right. she, in her mind, she said, you know, I honestly felt like he wasn't fighting for our love because he wasn't willing to fight with me when, when we're angry. Right. And so she was like, as she, as she started to grow up, she started to realize that life wasn't, you know, a telenovela. Like that's fiction. That's not real life. And I mean, like for me, when I was a kid and my grandmother used to have me watching her stories, um, right. I used to think that was real life. I swear to God, I used to think uh, the stories, uh, the, the the soap operas, as well as professional wrestling, she had me thinking that stuff was for real. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, when you watch the, when you watch the, these, yeah. you know, these soap operas, you know, there's no way that those are, are, are actual functionable, functional people because they're just so emotionally jaded. And so and, and so for me, when I heard her say that, I mean, it, it it you know, what you just said resonated with me as well, because it's just like for a lot of us, we go through life not really understanding what right looks like because we've never seen right right be done before. Right. And so for a lot of us, we end up having to recondition and unlearn bad habits and, and bad behaviors in order to be functional in, in a relationship. And I mean, for, for, you know, you would think that as people get older, you know, behaviors would, would improve and, and people would think more and act less. Nope. Nope. You have some people where, you know, this is just me. You just got to accept me as I am. And I'm like, no. I, when I hear people say that, I'm like, you must plan on being by yourself for the rest of your the life. The rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> you must plan on being by yourself for the rest of your life because your life. any fully functional adult recognizes that the basic principle of Darwinism, those who fail to adapt and evolve with their environment become extinct. Yes. So if you're not willing to grow and to evolve and to, you know, be nurtured and cultivated in a relationship with somebody, eventually, as I said in the relationship episode, we out either you outgrow me or I outgrow you. Right. And so. When you are developing a relationship with someone and you are cultivating and being intimate with them in all the ways, if there's some disconnections there, I'm going to outgrow you at some point in time. 
you know, because again, my, I'm not, I'm not being fulfilled in this situation, in this particular facet. And that is where, you know, like we talked about, um, dating purposively, you know, by dating purposively and taking the time to get to know people, you can outline what your love languages are because everyone's love language is different. Some right. people's love language is just checking on me, calling me, texting me a good morning, you know, good morning, you know, good morning text. You know, for some people, that's all that's all it takes. Whereas for other people, grand gestures of love and affection and admiration yes. has to be, the, you know, that gifts. That's you know, <laughs> that's their love language. But again, how how would you know that if you're not taking the time to intimately get to know someone where you don't even know what someone's favorite colors are? You don't know what they're allergic to. What their what their you know, what their no no spots are physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, because everyone has them. There are certain things that you say to me, we 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 throw in hands. So, you know, by sitting down and getting to know somebody, you know, in, in an intimate way, other than just jumping into the physical, you get a chance to be able to understand what where someone is in their life, because for a lot of us. We'll get into a situation or a relationship with someone and this person is in a, a a hurricane in their life. You know, you know, just, you know, in a literal sense, they are in a hurricane and they come and they bring they their category five hurricane into your life, tear your life up and then they move on to another 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 destination. Right. And so by by sitting down and, and, and getting to know somebody and, and some of those things, like I like to ask questions like like I'm interviewing somebody. Where you see yourself in five years? <laughs> you know, where you see yourself in 10 years, where you see yourself in 15 years. The reason I'm asking those things right. because if this is going to go in a serious direction by asking these questions now, that determines if we're going to continue on having subsequent conversations. Because by asking you, where do you see yourself in five years? Within six months, you know if this person is for you or not. Exactly. Anybody who says that they need more than six months, they're lying to you. Because if you, they're exactly they're not doing the work. You're not you're not consistently spending enough time with someone to understand who they are. So within six months, you know, if this person is somebody that is going to be here for a season or for for the rest of your life, you know. And right. so if in having those conversations, they want to have kids. You don't want to have kids. Guess what? That's going to. That's yeah, right. Yeah. You're going to have to move on. That, that's what I'm saying. Do you want to get married? Simple. You know, because I, I had a coworker that was like that where her boyfriend cheated on her. And so before she found out he was cheating, she found out, you know, as uh, I think it was you unique or no, it was Chasman that said something about don't men don't leave your watches around because that's how she got him was the watch. Was the Apple <laughs> watch. So but, you know, when we were talking about it, you know, who he was and who she was were not in alignment incompatible you know like for him spirituality was very important getting married was very important having children was very important those things weren't weren't that important in her in her you know maslow hierarchy of needs ladder right they 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 weren't and so you know when he strayed as i explained to her you know where you messed up at right you know like and i explained to her one I'm not justifying him cheating any way, shape or form, because, again, if y'all in a committed relationship, he he owes you that. Right. He owes you a conversation to and, and to tell you these things before it gets to that point. 
But also at the same time, if you knew that you weren't at the same point in your life or wanting the same things, you were wasting his time and he's wasting your time. Because I have met right. this person, but this person isn't. I don't feel fulfilled by them. Mm-hmm. It's it's meeting a need, you know. It's you know giving me something that I want, but it's not fulfilling what I need, and that's the difference. But that's the beautiful part about intimacy. If you have true intimacy and you're willing to take the deep dive with somebody and get to know their innermost parts. You have the opportunity to experience someone in a way that most people don't get the opportunity to do so. Right. Right. Even friendships. We're not even talking about if we remove sex and just talk about friendships. Having a really deep, intimate friend. Like there are things that you know about your friend where you're like, oh man, I could watch something on TV and I know what to send them. Or you know, I, I see something that you know may have come across the news and I'm like, this is going to affect my friend in a way. That I need to check on them and say, hey, you, I saw this on the news today. Are you okay? You know, or certain holidays come up. I'm able to send something that would feel comforting to them if they've lost the loved one. Right. Um, but that that comes with taking the deep dive with somebody. And that's scary for a lot of people. Because if I'm doing that with you, then I have to be willing for you to do that with me. Yep. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's so important to really know what those value, your value systems are. Know what you, I hate to say, what do you bring into the table? That is such an interesting question to me. It's very interesting. Because right. what table, where, where are we at in the house? Like, I got to know. Those, it makes yeah. a difference. Am I bringing it to an office conference table, a house table? A picnic table? What? How big is right. Are we sitting down together? <laughs> are we alone? Oh, is there a party of people? Right. right. Is it just the two of us? Like, what, what are we talking here? Because right. what the emotional me that I bring to each of those spaces, I'm not showing up the same emotionally to work that I do with yep. a close friend. Exactly. But I'm just not. Mm-hmm. And not, I'm even, not even interacting with you the same. My husband and I, we could be having discord in our home the way we might express that discord in our home is going to look different from how we express that discord outside at a church function right Uh we're going to disagree in a very uh agreeable manner okay okay love all right and i'm gonna smile through it and i'm gonna hold his hand when i get to that car it might be something totally different right you're gonna lay into him (laughs) we already know what's gonna happen when you get to the car Right. Why did you get I know you car, were gonna say that? Boxing why gloves did I off when you go to the why? car. Oh my gosh! I'm right. like, I'm I knew you were going there. Soon as we get to the car, <laughs> get to the car. Well, I mean, you're right because, and 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 that's the that's the difference when you have an intimate relationship with somebody. It's it's the the ability to know we might not be on good terms right now, but later mm-hmm. on we're going to have to discuss this in the appropriate mm-hmm. time, place, and location. Um, yeah. But intimacy, period, everything y'all discussed today, um, I, I really think that it does go along with what we talked about in relationships. You have to get to know somebody. Be intentional to get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. Knowing yourself, mm-hmm. knowing your values. 
those things have to be expressed way before you can even get close to be able to open up to someone and, and say, I want this. What are you bringing to the table? Because I'm bringing this and you're bringing that. Like those discussions can't happen until you know yourself. There's there's an order to this thing. Um, and, and I'm so glad we talked about some of that today because I know I was lacking that. So how many other people are lacking those, that insight? How many other people are lacking that? I wanted to ask this though. So once we've established the intimacy, right? Because I get this a lot. I think from Christians, we it's not talked about enough in the church sector. So if you are religious or grew up in the church, you you don't hear about sex. You hear about get to know them, pray together, all that beautiful thing. Sex is the devil, not of the devil. It's just the devil. <laughs> Satan, <laughs> Satan, Satan. Satan is ooh, lusty. Lusty, yes. Sex. Once you establish that intimacy, how do you create a, I guess, a healthy sex life with your partner? Right. I mean, so from 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 me. You know, again, you know, I will try to do everything in a, in a sequential ordered way, you know, to keep, you know, because like I said, I will be I'll be out here being in the streets, you know, instead of staying on the sidewalk where I belong. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when you are when you have established that intimacy, it's it's there. There is no, hey, you know, what are you doing on Tuesday at, at two o'clock? You know, are we going? I'm gonna pencil you in for for Friday at at seven thirty after the kids go to sleep. It's already there. You you know, um, you know when when she give you the look, you give her the look. Y'all about to go find some place to go to go hide out for a second, right? You know, one of one of the people that um, uh, I can't remember. It's a it's a it's a YouTube couple that I subscribe to. Um, and you know, my man, he just you know him and his wife is. I think they have four kids together now. Cause they just had a baby within the last year or so. And she's a, she's a model and he's actually on TV, uh, like doing acting and different things like that. Oh, you're talking about the Ellis family. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and he just be, you know, he, you know, he, they had a whole video where he's like, you know, he give her the look, she give her the look and they be looking, Hey, yo, yo, Hey, I need y'all to go, go play, go play outside for about 30 minutes. You know, like that, that, that's what that's what having a, a deeper a deeper than you know we'll say deeper than rap type of relationship mm-hmm. where it's already there the the sex life is there it's gonna be there because again when all when everything else is in alignment it's right. like you know throwing rocket fuel in a bonfire it, the fire is going that's the culmination of it mm-hmm. right yeah I I've talked to a client um and. I, th- I think I talked about him on a different episode, or well, maybe we were just talking about it together. But he was having some marriage issues, and the wife, rightfully so, had did something. Well, I, the wife did something that offended the client greatly, and he was justified in his, you know, anger and how he felt about it. And I flat out asked him one day, like we were talking. I think this was like week three that we were still talking about the same issue, and I was just like, stop. When was the last time y'all had sex? He was like, I don't even, I don't, I don't even want to touch that woman. I was like, look, right? He lied. The reality is, well, he unfortunately was thinking about touching other people. Oh, and I people. said, okay, now, now you trying to people's multiple? He he, else hoping you trying to do a lot more. You know, I say that's not gonna help your situation out. 
No. If you start, you know, engaging with sex elsewhere, that's like, while you are upset and I do think you're justified in your feelings about the incident, that's like, I think because you guys have an established level of intimacy and neither one of you are willing to, you know, throw in the towel, somebody has to say, look, my marriage and what we've established thus far is more important than my need to be right. Right. And you, you said something you said something serious right there. Yes. Right. Sometimes, and I'm gonna tell it like my daddy told my husband, you just need to put her on her back and make that thing happen. Then you can have a conversation. Uh, your dad did your dad did my not tell. Sometimes you just need to bust that thing wide open and oh then have gosh. a conversation afterwards. Right. Your, da- your dad is my well, hero. <laughs> well, I well. Some of my best conversations, and my husband probably was like, you, you talk too much. But some of our best conversations about serious issues oh my gosh. that we did not see eye to eye on prior to have been resolved after some sex. And right. literally, like, I didn't even. Oh, that's how you saw it? Okay. Right. I, I see what you were saying. I wasn't seeing it before, but after my legs was up in the, I see it clearly. I understand it. All right. Well, look, what you're that's, saying, that's it, it sounds funny. People think it sounds funny, but there's so many barriers that get broken down when that physical intimacy happens, right? There's a lot of barriers because I've been stubborn. And then after you had that release and that dopamine hit, and I'm like, you know what? I'm thinking so much clearer. Uh, anybody see that Seinfeld episode where they were all, they had the masturbation challenge and, and they said, you're smarter uh, the longer you go without sex. And then once they had sex, everybody was dumb. Well, I mean, it's almost like that. It's like, hey, we're, you know what? I'm, I'm willing and I'm open and, and, and I'm willing to listen now because I, I got all that off my chest. There was a level of frustration that was released. And now my brain is wide open to listen. But I think, too, it's, you know, it, it's something when when you've established that intimacy, right, and you're able to hear the person and feel them physically. Like, my husband can say something to me, like, he can tell me I miss you a million times. But when that man shows me he missed me, I'm like, oh, you really missed me. You, you really missed me today, huh? Okay. What you want for dinner? <laughs> You hungry? You need some? Look, you need me to wash your uniforms again. I know I just washed them, but that one's dirty now. I mean, I can can rewash it. I got time today now. Ready and willing. It changes that dynamic because now I'm feeling him from a different way. And the same with him with me. I could ask my, look, you want to cut that grass? I say, you know, come here, let me let me say something. Let me talk. I tell him all the time, let me talk to you without words. He's like, you know, I don't have time. I say, no, 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 I just want to say something to you. Just, I just need to talk to you. And he'd be like, here you go. Here you go. Right. But my grass get cut. Right. Ready and willing. Ready and willing. He had energy That's what happens. after that. He said, right. I didn't even know I had energy. I'm, I'm not even tired anymore. To why? Tell you. Conversation without words can do something, but I had to ask from a man's a man's perspective because I get crazy stares when I say, "Go ahead and bend her over." 
you think you're not supposed to say that? I was like, no, that one, that's what she wants. Right. And, and we women, we, we, we want it just as much as y'all. But right. I also want to know that that's not all you desire from me. Exactly. Right. And we were talking about that in the intimacy. There's there's all those different levels coming together, but we can't get to that point, all right, if we've never established the mental, emotional, spiritual connection. Then, like y'all said, that physical is going to be like a bonfire that we threw gas on. I mean, it'd be so much easier if we establish all four together holistically. So much easier. Yeah, I've told people married sex is probably the best sex I've had in my life. And I really think it's because I put in the work to get to know my husband before I did anything. You know, we were committed to that. We wanted to know each other. I I want to know you. I want to know when I lay down next to you, I know when it's the right time, when it's not, when that needs to be five seconds. And when we need to spend some time on that thing. Right. Right. I, I know how to. You, I know how I need to reach over and hold a hand. I know again, I'm a delayed response person, so sometimes I will be furious, and my husband just pulls me into a hug. You wait, just come here, bring it on in. We just go hug it out, and then we can talk, okay? Because you're saying a lot of words, but none of them are connecting, and um. I'm a, all right now. Oh, take a deep breath. Okay. So what yeah, were you just saying? That touch. Now? Like, all right. Now, all right. now I'm ready to talk. Now I'm ready to express what I had going on. Um, and I, I'm able to put, you know, cognitive things in there, and, and it's making sense. But that came from us really putting in that hard work to get to know each other. Me, when he's just furious, and I'm. Sometimes I just gotta let him go and be mad. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, let me again talk without words, because that matters to you guys. <laughs> it does, ladies. Have sex with him. It, it makes your life a lot easier. Once you build intimacy, have sex. You're hearing it, that it from helps. a female, guys. You're hearing that from a female. Yes. Uh, yeah. Men and women, I, I think people get lost like knock them down. No, knock them down. Look, not look. It's not just coming from a male perspective. This is females, males. And, and this is a hard conversation for people. Uh, Unique, you touched on that when we first started the show. People are scared to talk about this. Yeah, um, but this is yeah. real. This is the, These things can only be achieved when all four levels are, are starting to get met in a relationship. Yeah. Um, the physical, yeah. the emotional, the spiritual, the mental. Once all those things are met, it's a lot easier to build that intimacy. Um, and, and that will become intimacy. That that's where that level actually uh, takes you know uh, where it blasts off, and it actually takes um, you know hold of, of of the relationship and actually moves in the relationship. There's more passion. There's more love. That that's what we need yeah. uh, as yeah. um, people who are all in uh, some form of relationships. Even your friendships need to have that yeah. type of intimacy. Where you might not have the mm-hmm. physical, but the other aspects are in your friendships, relationships, yeah. period, yeah. need to have that. Yeah. Yeah, I tell my friends I love them. Right. At first, it had, it weirded them out because they're like, why do you always tell me? Like, girl, stop telling me that. I was like, no, because I do. I love you. And the, I'm the mushy one of the bunch of my friends. I'm always the mushy one. 
but I want them to know without a shadow of a doubt if something were to happen to me that they knew where I stood with them. Mm-hmm. And because I I have this level of intimacy with you, that doesn't scare me to tell you, hey, I have deep feelings for you. I miss you. I love you. I care about you. I want to see your face. Right. You know, I, I need to carve out time to be with you. I had to tell one of my friends I had to get her together because she was just acting like she got this new guy. And I had to get her together and say, you know, um, I like to eat too. <laughs> She forgot about you. Cute, right? I know he's cute and everything, but I eat food too. I watch TV sometimes. I mean, we can talk about shows too. I work from home just like you. I, you take a lunch break. I take a lunch break. I mean, I I would love to hear about how things are going. And she laughed. She was like, "You are a mess," but she understood that that was me saying, "I need to have." I need us to work on our intimacy too because this fuels something my other relationships. If this right. relationship is off, my other relationships are going to suffer. Right. I need right. to have this time with you. I need you to know I see you. I understand you. I, I know what's going on and I need you to know me that same way. Yeah. So she indulged me. She took a picture of her outfit before she went out on her date with her guy. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I want. A little reciprocity. <laughs> a little reciprocity. Right. Shut Go your a mouth. Long way. Shut your mouth. Because see, Roger Mel is judging me. This is this is what happens when people know you for years. Right. Um, he's judging it. But I'm I'm dead serious. Even with my guy friends. I'm married. I don't have a problem telling my guy friends I love you. I mean, I love you. You know, you're doing all right. You good? Bought a guy for lunch. I was like, he was like, not even eat lunch today. I was like, don't you ever not eat because you don't have. Right. I'm your friend. He's like, not, not, I'm your friend. That's what friends do. Yes. I've known you for years. Right. I would expect the same for me. If if I told you, hey, I, I didn't eat because I couldn't afford lunch today, afford it for me. Right. That's what real friends are supposed to be able to do. That's what real friendship's yeah, about, real intimacy Intimacy about. can't just be something that it's only relegated to people that we have sex with. Yep. It cheapens it. If intimacy, if intimacy is cheapened, then you have nothing. Right. Yep. I agree with that. Right. Intimacy is beautiful when it is done with the intentionality to really get to understand the depths of who a person is. Your kids, your family members, you know, your siblings, your your close friends, even on a certain level, your co-workers. Right. Going the distance to say, hey, man, how'd you get into this field? What 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 made you choose this line of work? Where are you originally from? You know, how did you end up here? Understanding that can help you understand why they do what they do, how they interact with the people that they work with. Yep. Just by going a little deeper, understanding a person on a level that the average person wouldn't see. And we just we just wrapped up, I guess, our series on, you know, mental health, why why it matters. But that's why. Because when I'm able to say, hmm, you know. Jim, I see Jim all the time, 
And he usually comes with his cup of coffee in hand. Jim ain't come with a cup of coffee today. Jim's tie started to look a little off. Jim, you usually wear a tie. Now, now you don't have your coffee. You ain't wearing ties no more. Jim, is everything okay at home? Because I know you've just been off, but that, that's intimacy. Yes. Mm-hmm. On a deeper level. So now yep. I'm able to ask Jim things that are intimate about him that the average person would be like, I didn't even know he has coffee. Yeah, he has a Dunkin', Dunk, a Dunkin Donut cup every day. Yep. He has a tie. He parks in the same spot. When he comes in his office, he sits the cup down, he turns on NPR. But I haven't heard any of that. And all the while, Jim could be having marital issues. Yep. Jim could have had a death in the family. Jim could be feeling unfulfilled at work, right? But I would never know because I never took the time to be intimate with Jim. But if I do and I'm able to ask that now, Jim feels equally open with me to say, you know what, Unique? I've just been feeling a little depressed lately. It's a lot going on in the world and I just don't know how to handle it. I'm not, I've not crossed the boundary line. No. I've never even had sex with him. But what I have done is built a solid, a solid connection mm-hmm. and a deep, meaningful relationship where now Jim knows if I have to have a hard conversation, this is a person I can trust with that. Right. Building that rapport with other people, man. Yeah, I'm going to be respected. I'm going to be loved and cared for when I talk to Unique. Mm. And that's what we teach people. That's why we all go to work every day. To teach people how to have these meaningful connections that are transformative, not just in the bedroom, but throughout all areas of life. Because yep. all of those affect what they do for a moment. Yes. So we're going to end the episode here. Um, if you like what we had to say, we ask that you like and subscribe. We're on YouTube at Try Not to Overthink It. Um, we, again, ask that you like, subscribe to the channel. Um, we're also available to, to be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as Anchor. Uh, this is Try Not to Overthink It, signing out. I'm RJ. I'm Unique. And I'm Khalil. And we'll catch you on the next episode. You guys have a good one. Thank y'all.